0: Hey everybody, it's Ryan here, and before we get started on this very special presentation of TV Chinwag, uh, I just wanted to chime in and let you know that uh, there was some technical difficulties with this recording, Um, so we had to go to our backup, 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 and uh, we're able to salvage it, although it will not sound good to your ears. There's some garbleds, there's some goops, there's some floops that happened there, and uh, we actually get cut off at the end. So, if you can sit through it and and you really want to hear what we have to say about this movie, The Force Awakens, the one we've been waiting for, The Big Kahuna, then thank you for listening. And if you can't, I totally understand it. Um, I should say, this is going to be spoilers for everybody. It's time for another exciting, enthralling, stupefyingly monotonous, and entirely unnecessary episode of TV Chinwag. Please welcome your hosts with them, Ryan and Jules. Hello everybody and welcome to episode number 52 of TV Chinwag. My name is Ryan and with me as always is a woman who's as, about as comfortable as too much sunshine on your BB-8s. It's Jules Visuals. Hey, <laughs> I don't know what that means.
1: <laughs> I don't know what that means either, Ryan. Hello, Ryan. And um, I believe we have a guest with us today.
0: Indeed, we have a young man joining us today who's a lifelong friend of mine and a crazy Star Wars fan for many years, my friend Travis. Say hello, Travis. Hi. Hello. Say hi to, say hi to Travis, Jules.
1: Hi, Travis. Hi, Jules. How are you? I'm very well. I'm very well
2: is good so summertime where you are
1: yes i was just that's saying the it's uh yeah nine here today it's going to be one tomorrow so you know just getting to the end of spring
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's gross do you have air con- you don't have air conditioning. i don't have
1: air conditioning
0: your poor dog must be done a little broadcast day for our tv we're doing a little because it's almost 11 o'clock at night here and i'm afternoon over there almost
1: it's uh just literally off the pop- popcorn crumbs, and have just just driven in from the cinema.
0: We have we arrived through sleet and rain, uh, and want to talk about it a lot. Uh, first of all, Jules, you've had two days with it. Has the glow worn off yet? Or is, do you still feel a bit high?
1: I do. I do. Look, I, I have to say, I suppose like many fans, probably like yourself, Ryan, and I know other long time fans. Uh, I was approaching this with um, trepidation to start with. Uh, Not a huge fan of the J.J. Abrams, so I was, that didn't add to my, oh, this is going to be fantastic. I thought it would probably be a good action movie like he's done with the Star Trek movies. But as as I saw a bit and heard a bit more, I became, I decided to be cautiously optimistic right up to the point where I was, you know, still expecting to be sort of meh about all things. Uh But I'm not. <laughs> so you've just walked out of the cinema. So that's that. That has uh, that has maintained for me. I, as I said, I'll probably go and see it again tomorrow. I saw it at IMAX in 3D, um, purely because that's where the the midnight viewing closest to me was. I'm not a. It it, um, it will be fine. In I don't think the difference between 3D is that much, and I much prefer not having to wear two sets of glasses at once. So um. Mm-hmm. Go and see it in 2D. But you two have just walked out...
0: We have well, we didn't walk out. We waited till the end, and then we left. And, it
1: was... <laughs> and then you drive home in the sleet and snow. And so, yes. <laughs> but that reality aside, because we're in we're in Star Wars for, verse now. Well, it we've wasn't just that had a, a quick edit was from the
0: movie. There's a lot of snow.
1: Yeah, quick edit. Well, I'm sort of on Jakku at the moment. Ah, <laughs> uh, right, exactly. <laughs> um, so let's imagine we've had a quick edit. Here you are, you're walking out of the cinema. I'm the person with the video camera that says, "So, what did you think?"
0: I think it was fucking awesome. I think it was really fucking awesome. I was really worried, like you said, I was really worried going with, you know, well, you know, don't expect it to be Star Wars. Expect it to have some Star Wars characters but a different feel or a different sort of soul to it. But I, I really feel like it has the same soul. Yeah. I, I mean, there are some new people added to it, but to me, it really has the same sensibilities. What did you think?
1: me? Who, me? Yeah, you, Travis. You, Travis.
2: Yeah, and it's always that moment of truth, right at the right when the yellow text kind of fades out. And you're <laughs> like, okay, what's the first shot going to be? What, what what's going to happen there? Because we know how bad that can be <laughs> with the prequels. But uh, yeah, I thought from the outset it really just had the feel was there. Those dominant angle shots of the Star Destroyers, you know, I thought bring. In, there's so much continuity. Yeah, uh, from the classic original movies, which I thought was awesome. Uh, I thought it was really well done. I could see maybe some critic accusing it of being like a sequel disguised as a reboot with all the the Star Wars stuff in it. But I thought it was the perfect kickstart again to that universe. I think it let your imagination kind of run wild again. All the shots looked real and you felt like you were there. And, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, you know, I think JJ did a lot of really smart things and really great decisions like – uh, you know it's a little spoilery here, so I think if I think I
1: think we'll just say this is this, but... we are going to talk spoilers. So I mean, don't... I
0: don't really want to spoil it and talk no. about the big spoilers quite yet. But no, you know this. We're, let's talk about what we saw in the movie uh, and, and not really spoil the whole no 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 movie. No, but, none of the big spoilers. Um, you know, if you haven't seen it, go see it because it's fucking great and see it three <laughs> or four times. I think you'll love it, even if you're not a Star Wars fan. It's it's super fun. Um, but you know, like that first scene when they're on Jakku. And the the TIE fighters come and they're, you know, flying around. That wasn't 60 TIE fighters. That was two. And yeah. it was exciting. And it was fun. And it was entertaining. And it was like, holy shit, it built attention. You didn't have to have 60 or 70 ships. And even, even near the end with the big battle, there wasn't 150,000 ships. There was, you know, two dozen.
1: Yeah, I think or, they you know, did really well with that scale i suppose it is of not you know bigger is better and more and i mean there was a little bit of that but what it did and i think it did right from the text crawl at the beginning was it starts off with you know luke skywalker has vanished it didn't start off with the trade negotiations on naboo were proceeding well as they entered text talks um so you know from the beginning it's about it's about people it's about character and i think that reigned in what otherwise, and and certainly what my criticisms have been of of, um, the Star Trek movies, not that they're not good movies, but they're action movie, not Star Trek movies, from my point of view. Mm -hmm. And that was my feeling here, is that we could get lots of big, great space battles and lightsaber battles and everything, but, uh, you know, so what? You know, We're in a time now where, um, you know, I'm sure it'll keep getting better, but, you know, we've seen whether it's Fast and Furious or Star Trek or whatever, we've seen the big explosions and the fights and the, all that, uh, you know, in all the Marvel movies. There's only so many ways you can do that. You still need, you know, characters and story to make it be any different than any other blockbuster yeah. movie. And that's what this did differently. It put the characters at the beginning. The, the plot is almost the same as Return of the Jedi. You know, let's get Luke yeah. Skywalker. We've got a big fucking machine that can blow up planets and, mm. um, you know, a feisty rebel force who's trying to, you know, battle us. That's – the plot's not changed very much. That doesn't matter, no, though. No, it's a
2: third Death Star or the uh, – what do they call it? Super Star Death Killer. Killer. Star
1: Killer.
2: <laughs> to, to go down the tubes. And...
1: Yeah, but that doesn't yeah. matter. That doesn't matter because, in fact, in a way, that's just the – that's just the you know black velvet that the that the story is painted on, um, and they still do that differently. You know, I think there is still, and they keep almost similar to the first movie that that individual element there of the individual. Um, uh confrontations you know between uh ray and and kylo between han and kylo you know those individual things confrontations are what matters not so much you know 400 you know uh, tie fighters
0: Mm -hmm. um i thought it was uh violent compared to the other ones Um, i thought the violence was certainly ratcheted up Uh, um seen blood we've never seen blood in a star wars movie before i thought that uh, was not not a great deal of blood which i think they they made quite a, a poignant point of um, you know putting it on on the face shield of, of one of the main characters
1: yes uh, and, that, and that was organic. That was a great way, both for us to know who he was, like to distinguish him from all the other stormtroopers um right. but also it was it was you know nicely symbolic as well about him being blooded and marked and um uh but that that opening the opening scene in in that village was you know was 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 violent and connected as you said the uh, Travis, those opening shots and the establishing stuff on Jakku, very reminiscent of Tatooine without being the same. It was more spectacular. But uh, reminiscent, mm. you, you sort of knew immediately what this society was like, you know, why Ray is, you know, collecting stuff. And, you know, you, we got that immediately. Um, and so there's those, you know connections that immediately take you into what's the new world but one that we're sort of familiar enough that we don't need we don't need anyone standing around explaining it to us
2: yeah and i thought you know i was speaking on continuity again just that that ruthless just the ruthlessness of the empire they, they carried that over i mean they suffered a loss at the end of return of the Jedi*. you kind of thought like well that's it i guess the <laughs> empire is done and we're dancing with the walks, and life's going to be great. <laughs> and it's going to come back to say, like, oh, no, wait. They can group. They have resources. They have still have control. And I thought, yeah, with, with regards to the violence, yeah, when they were executing all those townspeople, <clears throat> I think it was that moment you got a bad guy coming in. Kylo Ren. Scary as shit. You can do a bunch of stuff with the force um, to establish him that he is dark and he was doing that. And then later, you hear him kind of being tempted by light again, and we had had that balance. I think that really established him as Yamad mm. killing people. And I have it behind me. And that vibe, same. I'm just, I am the bad guy. Yeah, it took up the symbolism of the Empire and all the stormtroopers. Now they're right. bad, and said, you know, the the dirty work, the kind of Nazi. Yeah.
0: Sand people. <laughs> yeah. <in> sand people. <laughs>
2: ah, <laughs> so
0: sand, people. sand people. Um, so, it, in that regard, I thought it was great. It was. It was good. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was good to see that darker feel to it. Um, I'll tell you. I mean, we could go on and on about great stuff. I'll tell you some stuff I didn't like. If we can jump right into that, music came out really um, old stuff. But I, I, I would agree with that. It was. Single-
1: um... Maybe I'd say tentative. In maybe they were trying to strike a balance because, particularly, the original themes are so iconic. Um, but they and maybe they don't want to replace them. I mean, you know, don't want everyone to have a theme. Um, but there was—I thought there was enough. And, and maybe that you know, maybe it's a new style in that they didn't want it to be as as dominance in that way. Um,
0: Mm-hmm, you know certainly mm-hmm.
1: the best bit was at the beginning when you know it strikes up as a text crawl starts and you know
0: the the sure theme. of course yeah and and then and then um you know Han the yeah. Haunt Leia overture when you know they're they're together and Leia's theme coming in and and the Star Wars theme coming in there I mean those when those hit those hit really hard but as far as new stuff it just to me well, I have to, it was I'll, kind of last sec,
1: second go around I'll have to listen out for that cuz maybe it was there but we just didn't you know, didn't pick up on it as much because there was so much
0: yeah.
1: yeah. going on.
0: Yeah, exactly. There was a lot going on. <laughs> uh, was there anything you were you about, Jules?
1: Look, I think the only thing I would say would be that the plot was overall, it's, on one level, plot you know, being this artler and she sort of felt very um, cut and pasted from, you know, previous movies. <laughs> However, what I the flip side of that was what I did love was all the shit I didn't know. So there's so many reveals during the movie about you know who characters really are or aren't, what their backstory is, um, and not knowing what was going to happen. Like um, that, that was great. Like sort of not knowing who's going to be the main characters. Even I mean a lot of that. Obviously I knew who the the major characters were going to be, but you know it actually starts off with. Um, Oscar Isaac's character, Poe Demeron, mm. as sort of the main character at the beginning. And I'm like, well, hello. Well, he's going to be misled. And, and I think he's one of the, you know, sort of sleeper hits. He, I thought he was great, very charismatic. And, um, uh, you know, he doesn't have a huge role throughout it. But, I, um, you know, he certainly owned the screen. And he was there. And he was a great foil with... Um, John Boyager and certainly John Boyager and Daisy Ridley, I think, were like, that's that's dream casting. Um, I just think they they both owned their roles so well and, mm-hmm. and um, brought out what's, you know, a lot of complexity. They both had so many shades of, you know, day, as Ray, there's, she looks like a young woman. You know, she's, she's, mm-hmm. she's got survival skills but she's naive in some ways and still vulnerable you know she's an orphan you know a child without a family and that vulnerability comes through at the same time she's incredibly competent without being super skilled um Mm -hmm. and really reminiscent and you immediately get why she and Han connect and you know (laughs) just sort of you know he has a, a it's a big character arc in a way because of where he comes from but um yeah. you know his humor is fantastic and um but at the same time his own struggle with you know what the fuck am I going to do um and i just thought that and
0: well, and and his his need for self-preservation as well yeah or, yeah. or at least his, his his does or not but yeah. he certainly acted for himself
1: yeah and there are, i found they were characters that they not they're not replacing any of the characters from the original movie, so they're not like, oh, this is the new Harm, this is the new right. Luke or whatever, because they're different. They've got different story arcs. They're different. They feel different, feel original. Um, their relationship with each other is um, original as well. In the same um, you know, I just thought there was um, – you know, a different dynamic there. And then you bring in the characters you know, who are now, you know, 40, 30 years older than we last met them. And they feel like old people. They feel like old people um, mm-hmm. in the best of ways uh, because they feel like they've lived a life between, you know, Jedi and this movie. And I loved that. I loved feeling that time has passed and this mm-hmm. is where... These beloved characters have ended up, and it's not, you know, things didn't end up happy ever after, as you said after the last movie, Travis. They weren't, it wasn't all barbecues and Ewoks for the rest of time.
0: Right. <laughs> um. Oops. <I'm> sorry. <clears throat> there you go. Um. Yes. No. I, I agree with what you're saying. Sorry, we're just eating pizza at the same time, George. That's all right. You didn't you, the you
1: chat for a moment We'll like another beer. <laughs> um,
0: yeah I, I i like the fact that they were older although to be honest i don't buy that han solo was still smuggling i mean at that age he certainly seemed like he would be none and been hobbled um but you know i i've been to it enough sure we can get we can we can accept that that's what he was doing um i thought it was kind of surprising um uh what's her name's abilities for uh, can type stuff really kind of harken back to a little bit of Anakin Skywalker and his abilities yeah. as a very young child to know how to fix things and do things. You know, the fact that she was just able to jump in the Millennium Falcon and fight like a child, <laughs> I guess not right away. I mean, it took a yeah. little while, but, um, but yeah, I mean, in the end, she was doing some pretty amazing stuff. Um, but yeah, so you know, stuff was like, well, that's probably quite a really. But I did minor, like that
1: but... both she and, uh, and and Finn do have a learning curve. I mean, obviously, you know, it's a very steep learning curve. They get get competent big quickly. But that you know, he, you know, he's not immediately a fantastic gunner, and she's not immediately flying the ship. You know, as if she's done it all her life, sort of thing. So I know it was you know compressed, but I did like the fact that there was some sort of. Yeah, some sort of learning curve there.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. They're almost they're almost simultaneous. To the protagonists, where you, you identify with them both. Um, you know, you're introduced to them quite early. Uh, yeah, with with Ray. Uh, yeah, you knew from <clears throat> early on that she was surviving since she was you know, a kid and. You know, trying to scrounge up enough stuff for that soup.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so she,
2: was, she She learned how to, you know, salvage parts and understand ships because she, she needed to eat. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you got know that story, okay, she's just kind of just happens to be competent with all these ships that are laying around because of that. So, yeah, okay, sure, Ashley yeah, was with the Millennium Falcon for that. Through the past years, I guess, and just happened to have some information. But everything, yeah, everything was just clicking along pretty good. Mm-hmm. But I think with her, that was cool. Yeah, learning on the fly in a lot of cases, and you know when she when she battles at the end against uh, Kylo, uh, it's a, it's almost goes back to the first Star Wars where Luke's flying is plane. at he hasn't been like trained in the in the Jedi Temple and learning all this. She just just Obi Wan, you know from. Land just says, yeah. she, was, she was learning on the fly. Kind of had the force with all the stuff there she doing. That established that she could learn things on the fly. She got out of captivity. And that kind of lent to, you know, the battle later to say, okay, well, she's still learning and understanding. And the, the light force is, you know, flowing through her and helping her kind of get to that level. And it wasn't, uh, it just had a natural, you know. But yet very quick kind of a way to... Yeah,
1: I think that's a really good way of... going. Yeah, it's a good good way of explaining it and and that she was in this environment where the ability to learn and adapt would have been, you know, uh, aided in her survival over, you know, in such an adverse environment very well. And again, I think they did really well with avoiding exposition dumps about backstory or about, you know... Uh, her, you know, her uh, connection with the Force. You know, we have the scene when she catches and uh, again, It's nice to realise they took into account that they're making for by and large a very form audience. Um George bought it various times. Like yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing I really liked again, you know, this is a bridging or a transition movie in some way. So uh, and I think it worked really well in those um, you know, there are a number of call outs, fan service if you want, or homages to the original movies both as we've said stylistically. There's little bits of dialogue that that, you know, shout out to that. But also this sense of time having passed. And so both um, And Ray and Finn, the younger generation, you know, they've heard of Han Solo, but in very different ways and almost as a, you know, a bit of an urban legend, if you like, and and the same with Luke. And I like this fact that they're they're coming into this world um, sort of having heard these stories uh, and a bit like I'm sure some of the people going to, you know, there will be new people going to this movie who know a bit about the story, but not everything. Um, mm-hmm. But everyone, you know, I think everyone who's going to see the movie will know the names, Luke, Leia, and Han. They'll know that, you know, Force is a thing and that the Millennium the Falcons a thing. And that's about all you need to know. Like, mm-hmm. th- that will stand you in good stead. Obviously, people like us, there's about 50 layers that we get out of it. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, I love I love that connection to the original trilogy. I thought they did that really well without it feeling weighed down by it. Um, True. without it feeling that the characters from the original trilogy hadn't moved on or that um, there's a layer as a lot about I think it's Leia, um so they've had this of, the boss they've had the Eli- basically hell went back to doing what we were what we knew well and what we were comfortable with and um I like that. I like that, you know, there has been a ever-after relationship, but it's not an antagonistic relationship. It's just, again, a, almost a tiny little picture in this little short story in this movie of the effect that, right. you know, tragedy or grief can have on, on a really close relationship. Sometimes, you know, the relationship can't bear the burden of that. And that's not, like, it's, it's so, I thought, so elegantly done without hammering home you know, that could have been a huge bit of a story, but they did it, I thought, with such a lovely touch. Um, mm-hmm. And the, for those of us who have such a connection with these characters, you know, it carries a lot more sadness. And you start thinking about the little bits of backstory we find out of, of, of what that must have been like. and And that's, you know, that's what you want the movie to do for someone like us, I think, is... Is tap. We can immediately start filling in what would have happened and tap into our feelings about. Well, we know we left them at this point, and they got to this point and Now we're finding out they had a hard journey, and so we know why they've they've ended up where they were. But I thought that that made them living characters rather than just hey, yeah. you know, as you often get with you get people returning in in the you know fifth sequel or something, and they're just old people playing a version of the um, original character.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Actually, yeah, it yeah. gives them a lot more depth than that.
1: Well, they're, they're characters who, even though we haven't been seeing them, have continued to have a, a their own story and evolve. They haven't just been yeah. in kite for the last thirty years. So, mm-hmm. I like that. I like they feel like that. And even look, even Chewie gets a really good story. I, I thought we got a lot of good Chewie moments in this movie i think he's story, but if we had some character moments just being a sidekick. So we got some Chewie on his own moments. So then, you know, he didn't get a huge character arc. And as we can discuss with Chewie and Mabel in next one, there were some good character moments, I thought, with Chewie.
2: Yeah, and I think, um, yeah, sort of the natural feel of these lives being lived yeah. and, you know, seeing that bar that was a little like the uh, cantina, and it just feels like this, this universe again. And I think that's what made the Star Wars universe seem so big when we watched the first ones. They didn't have to show everything, but you just felt like it was all purposeful and everything made sense. Um, not not like a sanitized, you know, tie everything type of a story that we seem to get from the prequels that just didn't have that natural grit feel to it. And that's what I felt from this movie too. It just resonated in the same way the original trilogy movies did. Uh, it just felt real, felt tangible. You felt like you were in the, you know, the big sand dune open spaces, or even when they are in inside that big Death Star ship thing, you could feel the space.
1: Mm, that was fantastic. Just, yeah,
2: it just all felt big and real. Make, and real. You know?
0: And like it was purpose, you know, all those crashed ships on Jakku was obviously part of some huge battle that took place, you know, 40 years ago, but we never saw it. We don't even need to know about it. We just, yeah. It's just part of a landscape now.
1: And, and the fact that again, you know, as you said at the beginning, Travis, it calls back to the beginning, of the first movie. Um, so you know, we've got those images. You know, the iconic image from the first movie. You know, is the battleship that keeps going and going and going overhead, and that's referenced in the opening sheer And then seeing it on, you know, seeing a similar ship on Jakku. All those little things kept feeding back in, you know, hitting the nostalgia button as well, but establishing, you know, this has been, uh, this, world, this uh, conflict has been ongoing as well. hmm Absolutely. What did you
0: guys think about the dialogue? Did you have any problem with the dialogue? Like, I thought some of the humour, like John Boyega's character, I thought, you know, his humour seemed very modern and very vocal. You end know, up comedians watching too much Seinfeld or you know, something like that. Um... Han, I, I think, was a little bit more comical than we've sort of seen him before, a little bit more um, clownish than before when he's just more snidey that he seemed to usually be. Um,
1: yeah, he felt, I mean, I sort of liked it because he really did feel like, like he was making bad jokes. Like, it's sort of, mm-hmm. like, it, again, it seemed sort of age-appropriate or granddad jokes in his case, you know. It mm-hmm. seemed, um, and I quite liked that contrast because he did seem like, you know, the you know the relative turn up and make you know make the daggy jokes and everyone and sort of laugh groan at them and um, look I mean it's hard how do you make a movie with humour that's not modern in it for the younger characters um, I think that's a difficult um, thing too because what other humour are you going to reference?
0: Well, I think you can you can make jokes, but without. Following a particular comic style, like here, like a few times John Biggie, he acted as if sarcastic or, but in a modern kind of sense, like you would see on a sitcom locally. You know, you know what I mean. Like it seemed very um, from our time, I guess is what I'm saying. Mm. And I've noticed that a lot of, with period pieces as well, where you have a character and talk with the same rhythms as you see in modern things, if that makes sense. Like if you're not, you know, whatever, whatever the case, you know, like older stuff, like um, the period uses and have a character and talking as if they just came off the streets of today in New York sure. and they are like, well, but it I it just think doesn't fit. doesn't feel right.
1: Yeah, but that's more of an issue. It is a, piece in a period. I think, um, uh, you know, this is in well, a Well, this is definitely a period. Well, it is, but we don't know. Okay, maybe, coincidentally, their comics are very similar to our comics. <laughs> Like I don't, we don't have a reference point for this world. We only have what the characters are saying. It didn't stand out to me as being, you know, particularly pinned to, you know, yeah, you know, early two thousand Seattle comic scene or something. But um, you know, again, like that it's-
0: scene when when Han is is, is gesturing to Ray in the background, and he's gesturing with his head nodding, and uh, and Finn's like, what? What is this? What is this you're doing? What is that? What 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 is that? That's total, like, stolen from, not stolen, but that's total thing that you would see in Dude, Where's My Car or something, Mm -hmm. you know? A buddy a buddy car movie or something. Anyways, is it the end of the world? Not really, and probably with time that'll disappear and I won't even see it anymore. It just was kind of one of those things that jumped at me. I was like, eh. It was probably
2: just how he,
0: he was, he He played played the fish out of water in a lot of the different scenes
2: where, you know, because he's pulled out of the life he knew, he's learning things, he's learning Guns and all stuff on the the, the Falcon and all stuff. And uh, like you said, you know, these characters seem to be learning on the fly, and it seems like that was his role to sort of be surprised by stuff, new things he's learning, and then be a little comical in the process as well. But I know what you're saying. I, I, that, it stood out as well, more modern than, than the 70s, sort of a 77 style movie. Right. But um, mm-hmm. I think that's sort of that lighthearted banter. And it goes back to the original ones too, where it was a bit loose and a little. Funny yeah. times. Yep. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, sure. it's,
1: it's, it's interesting, and I don't know, you know whether people thought that at the time the original movies. Been, you, know, I, I think, you know, particularly humour is always and and as you said, language patterns and stuff. But particularly humour it, it stands out in. So, um, yeah, I have to go and see if anyone's written about uh, comic referencing in the original <laughs> trilogy. If not, there's there's an opening for an essay there. There
0: you go. <laughs> Keep him <you> busy. <laughs> Um. So that, you know, that was the only thing that really kind of ticked me. I was like, eh, I don't know. What did you think of the aliens? Oh. Well, one particular alien, if it, like the
2: Supreme Leader Snoke. Yes. You know, I was curious about what you guys thought about that. Because I, I mean, I thought it was interesting. It had an ominous presence and, you know, like a cool big alien. I mean, you could kind of tell it was seedy, but I thought he looked kind of cool. But it's more... How does he ultimately fit in? And he's this big alien, and maybe he's really old. And he knows the Force, I guess. Mm-hmm. But you know, and he... what has he? What does he have in store? Where did he come from? Yeah, where, where, where was he? That, where, where was guess, he
1: around in the first three movies?
2: Yeah, who is he? The leader of? Yeah, he's the leader of what, the, whatever they're called. The, the first uh, New order. order, is that
1: right? New order. Order. No, they first. were a nineties band. So did
2: he they start it? <laughs> did he have to kill? Get the stuff going? Why is he? Why is he a big super powerful? guy I guess we don't even really know. No. Nope. Well, I guess he he, he he trained Kylo Ren, so we can assume he knows the Force, the dark side, and that's about it. I guess at this point, I'm, try, I'm sure we'll see him again. It just stood out, you know, very um was big Lord of the Rings type. Of yeah,
1: I found character
2: coming out of coming out of the blue, and like, okay, took me
1: a moment. Oh, the whole project of mm. that character. Yeah, um, so he mm-hmm. may not be big. He may be really tiny. Um, That's what I think. <laughs> you know, oh, okay. Be Wizard of Oz, you know, mm-hmm. exactly the size of a poodle or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, look, I think that was uh, n- he didn't work incredibly successfully mm-hmm. for me uh, because he was sort of it was so almost overplayed. I'd have um, yeah. rather you know uh, Kylo and the guy who kept thinking of you know. His, who were the redheads in the Harry Potter movies? The <laughs> we <remind>. Weasley? <laughs> yeah, someone like... No, the, tw- the, the, the twins.
0: Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, the them. Weasley twins.
1: The Weasley twins. Um, <clears throat> I would have rather uh, Snoke been on the phone or something rather than... I, I don't think seeing him added to... Like, they could have just talked about him or communicated mm-hmm. with him or something. I- I- I f- it was one of those times when the reveal actually reduced his scariness for me.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it, and again, it falls back to, okay, the Emperor, you know, he wanted to take over, and he took over, and he built a big Death Star because he wanted to blow up planets to rule the galaxy. Now he's gone, I guess. And then there's this other bad alien guy, and he, he knows the dark side, and he wants to build a big, big Death Star thing to shoot other planets again, you know, you think, well... If you if you're evil, and you know the dark side. This is kind of what you want to do. You want to <laughs> blow up planets and take over the galaxy. Is 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 that the scope of this story at this point? Why, yeah, why why is there this new order and why are they doing this again? You had that one guy stand up there like Hitler, you know, chanting it chanting it to all the. Through all the stormtroopers who are kind, you know, they had already been right. <laughs> a big throng of people to say, this guy, hey, That seemed a little weird. Who has to give a speech to the oh, people.
1: Look, so Some people. The choir. Yeah. Some French people always. Joked, you <laughs> know, was, he, know any other. No, no. Um, he was probably in all musicals at high school. And, you know, this is his last <laughs> chance because so, they blew yeah. up Broads so as his only chance to, to have an audience. Um <laughs> Kylo Ren what do we think of Kylo Ren as as a new uh, as the new antagonist in this verse Um I
0: like him a lot actually I I, I like him a lot because he seems very new and what Adam dran this, this is what Anakin Skywalker should have been yes. yep. powerful torn um not sure of himself not sure what he's doing you know but played i guess acted properly um with good acting um i think he was scary i think he was good he's really interesting to watch i i thought it was great i i don't like his mask his mask the way it's all like dinged up and stuff really bugs me <laughs> just looking at it, I'm like why didn't they just make it you know i understand they want to give him a little character but mm-hmm. it, does the mask have meaning like is it part of vader's helmet or something was it like the back Vader's helmet that he Maybe at- oh, oh. I don't know. Ooh. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. I, I like that. Um,
1: and I know. think yeah, I think what they um, what they did well was bring in that um, vulnerability or those human qualities, if you like straight away so even early on like long before he's taken the mask off or talked about being tempted by the light side you know even his anger is out of control whereas vader in the first movie was you know always very in control and and you know
0: doesn't make sense because anger... Yeah, exactly.
1: Oh, and I love that, that, That mm. you know, there's a couple of times where he just lashes out with his lightsaber. Mm. And there were lots of hoots in the cinema when that happened. And I think it was because... You, you know, we're we're seeing the anger that leads to the dark side. and Everyone was like, "Oh yeah," you know, this guy's fucking losing it. <laughs> it was um, yeah. uh, that makes you believe, and that when you then see that there's that moment where he's sort of talking to to Vader's helmet. I thought was, um, you know, suddenly even with the mask on, he he, he looks like a kid. Like he looks mm-hmm. like he looks young and sort of. And I love that we don't know how he got to this point. Like, you know, what was the mm-hmm. thing that led him down this path? Um, mm-hmm. and, and however, we, we understand the complexities, that, that this is a complex guy. And um, my only complaint, and this is incredibly shallow, would be that, and without spoiling, given who his parents are, I thought he would have been better looking. But, you know, whatever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we can spoil it. I think anybody who's listening better have already watched the movie. Otherwise, you're, we've, we've spoiled everything. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. He's interesting to look at, though. That's the great thing. Like, if he was Pretty Boy, you know, Christian Hayden, or whatever his name was, Hayden Christensen? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Boring. It's not interesting to look at. Adam Driver is very. Interesting oh no, to he look is. At his and
1: and um a number of my friends have, have referenced Elman and Sn in terms mm. of, it's in, in partly his physical appearance, but I think he um uh, he's got great acting chops, and I think that was that's really he was a, com- a complexly written character, and he was able to you know um to carry it off, I think, and make us He's not just a cardboard cut out of, of vader you know he's his own person on his own journey and I, again i think well, that's... that's just that i never felt
0: i never felt bad for vader right. right i never felt like oh he's really struggling with this
1: well i don't think we were meant to until the end of the
0: movie man did you yeah when he started when, just before he picks up the emperor you can kind of see him he's thinking about stuff he's having yeah. well you know he's <laughs> thinking about this it's got some thoughts um but yeah really cool um Kind of surprised that their lightsaber battle, where she just picked up a saber for the first time in her life and can beat a Sith Lord, I, I, if he's Sith, I guess whatever he is, but that was kind of like, well, really? Okay. Yeah,
2: I mean, he was injured. I think they used that so that even yeah. Buddy um, Finn could could get you know could sword fight with him. You yeah, know, I was thinking can this guy who has no clue about it actually sword fight with this guy? I Think okay, always oh, injured, so yeah, okay, maybe. And again, you know, it's all about Ray. You know, the, the the good side, the force is flowing through her, and she's just learning. It's like, oh, I get it. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. And I thought that, again. I thought they did that. That was such a that's such a powerful moment. I thought it was a brilliant. <laughs> that that whole scene in the forest i thought was fantastic um it it yeah. it, it, it had tension, you know and again you didn't know who's going to win who's going to lose who's going to live who's going to die um yeah. all that grabs i didn't know True. you know, uh, and that that's a rare thing you know because generally like um you know a marvel movie or something you pretty much know because the next sequel's already been you know thor for is already being filmed yeah. whereas yeah. this had those moments of um you know Oh my God! They've killed XX, and you know wow. that's that's rare in these days. Um, and I think that was, as I said, I kept I kept being intrigued by the plot. It was like, oh my God! Oh, it's that's what you oh, know. He's his their son. Oh wow! And that yeah. added to it. So um, I just
0: It was a, kind of annoying how they gave it away really early on that Han Solo was Kylo Ren's father. I mean. Snope gave that away, right?
1: No. no. He did. He said... Oh, um, uh, come Yeah, sorry. Yeah, your, they your said that. Your father's yeah. going to be a, yeah, yeah. a problem. Yeah, sorry. Um, I was thinking of... Um,
0: yeah. No, fair. go on. So, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, to, to me, that was kind of like, ah, uh, I don't know, that could have been revealed in maybe a better way. But maybe that was poignant, like they didn't want to go down that rabbit hole.
1: No, I think I think they ma- I think that because was a done. Yeah, I think that was let's not keep this a secret because the, the the mystery isn't who is his father. We've done, you know, that's been done in these movies. Mm-hmm. The mystery is why is he like this? You know, how did he get to this point and what you know, is there going to be reconciliation or, or whatever? And I think that was, you know, the, it was a different mystery. And that was good. I mean, well, they could have certainly strung out who's, you know, who's your father for, for until the next movie. But then, you know, we would, would have lost the big character bits, um, both for, for Kylo and, and Han and Leia this movie too.
2: Yeah, I think yeah, the other mystery is, yeah, we don't know why Kylo wanted to learn the dark side. And then why he wanted so bad to fully embrace it. He killed his dad and then thanked him for the privilege <laughs> killing him. For helping him, yeah. But, uh, so he can learn the dark side. But why, I guess, you know. it's When you like to the first movie where Obi-Wan said Darth Vader was seduced by the dark side. Mm-hmm. Something we've never seen. Why? What is the, what is the seduction? What? Why do you want it so bad? I think that's something they really need to develop in the next movies. Otherwise, it's just they're building another Death Star and they're still oh, going to no. blow up planets. I and mean, we went,
1: what, Yeah.
2: What's well, I think, the goal? What yes, does he really, really want? To yes. Be?
1: And yeah. I would hope, I would hope we will explore that because so we know that he was being trained by Luke. Luke was, you know, training among the uh, Jedi's, and you know, something's gone horribly wrong, and. Um, so that's the mystery we're really going into the, to the next movie with is what what was it and is it something was it something about Luke um, and, and there's a couple of times that you know we've got this reference of you know he had um, Kylo's got too much Vader in him you know is this some sort of family flaw um, <clears throat> uh, so I think there's a lot more to you know to explore about that and what. Luke's relationship with, you know, Kylo is going to be and how, you know, is he going to be central to that or is he going to be like, you know, wise man on the mountain and just, you know, give a few handy hints or something? I don't know.
0: Um, I got to tell you, I hated the end. Why? Because what a waste that was. What an absolute waste of an opportunity that that was. Uh, oh, here's a map the to Luke Skywalker. I'm going to jump the Falcon and go and see him right now. Okay, and I'm there, and I'm going to climb up this hill for 20 minutes, and <laughs> there he is. What a waste. That could have been the next episode. Like, that could have been, okay, here we go. We're leaving from here. We're resupplied, and we're going to go and find him. Or, even better, he could have come to them. And, you know, Just when R2 up. starts going crazy, bloom, 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 everybody be like, well, what's wrong, R2? And then, boom, a hologram of Luke shows up, and he's like, I felt it. I felt that would be, um, yeah, that'd be cool. yeah. And everyone's like Oh no Luke And then They're talking And then Ray comes And says You train me And everyone's like What
1: <laughs> Look I, I could certainly See that scene I bet there was A hell of a lot of discussion Because it's either The last scene of it's this It's the Well it's either Epilogue of this He lives on
2: an island Why are they? uh, Sculpted rocks. He stands at the top looking, and then he he surprised someone behind him. Stand up there for like 17 years.
1: (laughs) He's looking (laughs) in the wrong direction. The friend I saw it with was like, strangely, all I kept thinking was, where does he get his groceries from? (laughs) I'm sure. I'm sure the force delivers, but yeah. And why? Why don't these like recluses ever live on like tropical islands? <laughs> why is it always exactly. up a up a fucking mountain up four thousand stairs? Right.
0: He didn't even have a slimy mud hole to live in.
1: <laughs> oh, he's no he's no uh, Yoda. No,
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> but I no. think that. Look, I think. Um, I, I am sure there was a lot of. Do we have Luke in this movie? Do we not? The whole. Uh, it was a bit of a, of a MacGuffin. The whole. Well,
0: he got second billing, so yeah. Yeah,
1: it was, a, and it was a bit. The whole.
0: He didn't say anything either. The whole
1: no. map. <laughs> the whole map thing was a bit of a MacGuffin because obviously, well, you know, most of uh, most of it was in uh, R2, who somehow has just turned himself off for a while. But like, it, in some ways. <laughs> I can certainly see your alternatives working, but I suppose Ryan. But um, I suppose it depends. There's a lot of what we don't know about why and what, and that could come into play there.
0: Yeah, yeah. I-, I don't know. Anyway, I thought it was really awkward and weird, and and kind of. I don't know. I, I felt like maybe that should have been an after-the-credits kind of thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but I didn't want everyone to wait for that long. It just seemed really forced enough. I, I, suppose, I would love to hear the story behind it. Yeah, though. I suppose the
1: thing is, if, if you start the next movie, then you're tied to the timeline. Start the next movie six months later or a year later or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, he's, he's train Ray or he's dollar fuck off or whatever. Um Whereas, at least having that there, I mean, you could certainly argue whether they should have had Luke earlier in the movie, but then I suppose then he becomes another major character and, you know, it would be getting, yeah. getting a bit crowded in that Millennium Falcon then. Um, uh, a, a
0: seat just opened up, actually.
1: <laughs> Too soon! <laughs> Too soon! <laughs>
0: um, that also kind of buggy. That was just like, could you telegraph that anymore? That was telegraphed longer than that bridge they were on. <laughs> oh, what, what's safety on these places? No railings on anything? <laughs> That just seems dangerous that's poor planning
1: <laughs> well no i don't', All I don't, right don't
2: off, once you've been impaled with a
1: i don't think lead the sword no I, I don't think the dark side really cares about you know o h and s issues for the for the workers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> health and safety
1: no also i think they need some new engineers because they always seem to be very obvious points of weakness in this <laughs> schematics there's that, that, always there's always <laughs> which i sort of liked i mean they, yeah. they weren't pretending that this wasn't you know they even did the thing of like you know there's the death star and this is the star killer basically the same thing but a lot bigger uh mm-hmm. again I, that didn't matter to me so much because that wasn't so much what the movie. If that was, if I felt that was the whole point of the movie, I would have been disappointed. But I was so much more interested in the characters and and where they're going and I'll, beyond that, if you like, what was a confrontation? Because we knew Kylo was bad. Was it, it was all a bit distant until we get the per, his personal connection to to the original characters and and then that personal confrontation. So, um, um, you know, I thought that. That was quite good. I will tell you one thing: I was very disappointed that Captain Gwendolyn Christie had such a small role. forward to um, seeing her on the Star Wars stage. Just to, so. to clap your
0: peepers on her. <laughs> yeah.
1: And she really didn't have have had much to do. Uh, I don't know if stuff got cut out. I suspect maybe there was some stuff with her and um, and Finn that might have got cut, but. Um, yeah, I would have. I would have liked a lot more of her. She is in the. I do know she's in the next movie, so hopefully mm. we'll get. Um, and I, I remember. Yeah, I do remember seeing a couple of images of her that I don't think were in this movie, but um, I would have liked more. Yeah, totally.
0: yeah. Cool. And, and so she's head of the stories. I She has a Vader style kind of suppressed that I think
2: really used. Yeah, she was underutilized in this. Maybe you are just supposed to get introduced to her in this film, and then yeah. maybe she really starts to. Fuck shit up in the next one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think so. Her and oh, did redheaded dude survive or not? No, he got blown up. Didn't I don't he? I
0: think so. Didn't they all get blown up? <laughs> I think they. <laughs> well, he
2: ran away. Yeah, he. I think he, have, he, oh, fled. he yeah, fled. Oh, that right. right? So he'll
1: he'll, he'll, he'll run up again. In oak. So yeah.
0: um um, I thought they were kind of weak. The um, the, whatever they are, the army, I guess, or whatever they are. Um, they didn't have the like, kind presence like they did there was where they're very. Uh, serious stoic type actors. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but I didn't find them as as like watching. Uh, I was watching New Hope the other day, and you know, see Graham Moff Tarkin. Like that guy's badass, and he's like
1: yeah.
0: really commanding. Um, I didn't find these guys very. It was interesting
1: like, having um, um, Max von Sydow in the village at the beginning. Right. He would have been an ideal, as sure. you're saying, you know, yeah. whatever commander, someone or other. I did like the fact that they stayed with um, most of the the bad soldiers being english i, I really liked that <laughs> that was something i was i was go- thinking oh, i'm gonna miss that and then i'm like no they kept it yay <laughs>
0: right, and but then, John Boyega's character isn't american sure well, he plays american yes but shouldn't he play english if he was part of them
1: uh well i don't think it's consistent that they're all english but yeah that would have been nice nope. and maybe though it's because he's Oh, I suppose he can do any accent he likes. If he can do American, he could have done yeah. know, any accent. But, um, yes, that would have been nice. But, you know, well, it is a film made by Americans. So what are you going to do?
0: How excited would you be to see a movie with Ray and Chewie travelling the solar system and the space in the Millennium Falcon?
1: Very, very excited. <laughs> very, very. It's pretty cool. Oh, look, I just... And and again, I couldn't believe how quickly I bonded to these new characters. Like Mm -hmm. I was interested, I liked them, and the fact that they didn't feel rehashed. You know, she wasn't sort of Minnie Hahn and um, or Mm -hmm. Minnie Luke or whatever. Like she felt like her own character. But I'm and just just her sort of. She was good because she was probably had the least humor, if you like, like she wasn't cracking jokes, but she wasn't dour and she wasn't angst-ridden mm. or anything. She was a get-shit-done sort of person.
0: And that's where the recording ends, for some reason. Decided to cut out there. So we just talk for a few minutes longer. We talk about um, how much we liked it, uh, how much we like the droids and the characters, and how fantastic it is. So if you made it this far, everybody, thank you so much for listening. I know it wasn't easy with all the crappy sounding audio but um i promise if you tune into TVChinwag.com uh, and subscribe to us on itunes that the next one the next one will sound much better we'll probably be reviewing some cool tv shows which is what we usually do on our regular scheduled program that's it for now everybody hope you enjoyed the the star wars as much as we did leave a comment let us know and talk to you soon Bye. Thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, please consider giving us a review on iTunes. Send email to fans at tvchinwag.com or follow on Twitter at tvchinwag. Music for this podcast provided by YouTube Music. For Ryan, Jules, and myself, Rich Rubin, thanks for listening to TV Chinwag.